We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, welcome into our instant reaction here on Thursday afternoon, March 2nd. It is the NFL Combine, and surprisingly, we don't have anything about the Combine to discuss. I guess a press conference at the Combine, which we reacted to yesterday on Wednesday, is sort of where all of this stems from and my partner's transcribing on Twitter. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome into the vault. I'm Bobby Trossett, as always, joined by my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, and Sarah, it was your tweet that you put out, really, I'm, I'm not joking, like just transcribing part of Eric DaCosta's press conference at the Combine that Rashad Bateman quote tweeted. And let's pull that up now for our viewers. And of course, for those of you listening and podcast form, I'll read it to you out loud. Matter of fact, why don't we go to Eric's comments first, then we'll sure. go to Rashad's, and then of course, we'll react to it on the other side. So here's EDC from Indianapolis at the 2023 NFL Combine, speaking to the wide receiver situation in Baltimore. I would say a lot of people would say the same thing. It's a challenging position to evaluate in different ways. Um, I don't have a, If I had an answer, that means I would probably have some better receivers, I guess. Um, we keep trying. You know, I think there's a lot of things that go along with that position. Sometimes it's, it is tied to the quarterback. Um, and I think it's tied to things like durability. It's tied to, you know, a lot of things. Um, we're going to keep swinging, you know, uh, there have been some guys that, you know, have been successful players for us that were draft picks. Uh, We've never really hit on that all pro type of guy, which is disappointing, I would say, but it's not for lack of effort. We believe in what we do. We believe in our scouting. We believe in the system that we have, the scouting system that we have. Um, it's one of those anomalies that I really can't explain other than to say, we're not going to stop trying. We're going to keep trying that we've drafted. I don't know, Chad would probably know, but probably at least five or six receivers in the last four years, maybe. Um, we're going to just keep swinging, and, and hopefully at one of these points we'll hit the ball out of the park. But that's our goal. Uh, we understand the importance of the position, you know, so we'll keep we'll keep trying to do it. So, again, Sarah, you transcribed part of, of that answer on Twitter, and Rashad Bateman caught up on some of it uh, 24 hours after and said the following. How about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, Lamar Jackson. Blame the one you let do this, dot, dot, dot. We take the heat 24-7. And how about this? Keep us healthy, care about us, and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. 
tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. There's some cryptic nature in this tweet. There is obviously taking direct aim at the Ravens and Eric DaCosta. Let's break this whole thing down, partner. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, as you know, offline, I was like, man, I want to make sure I transcribed all this correctly because I hate to be at the middle of a firestorm between your number one wide receiver and and your, you know, the the general manager of the Ravens. And, um, you know, I just think that these, I guess a couple of things, these guys are definitely coming at this, this tweet that comes together from two completely different mind frames of what of what was just happening and and what's been on their mind so with Eric DaCosta it's hard to hear the questions from the combine it's not as easy as when they're in in the thing but the question was basically like it was basically you have 20 years of drafting and evaluating wide receivers and you really haven't hit on them and it's just like why you know so that's the question posed to Eric and Eric was honest and he's like, well, if I had a better answer of why we're not evaluating correctly, we might have some better wide receivers. And then he goes on to say what that is in his mind. And that's an all pro wide receiver. So listen, anybody that has been watching the Ravens, I I'm, I bet most people listening to us right now have criticized the Ravens and their wide receiver drafting history, right? So he's being honest. He has not hit on him. And if he, and if he had a better answer, he would have hit on him. Now, that being said, even though he's being honest, he worded it really poorly, really poorly. Uh, He can't say that out loud. He can't say that at a press conference. And I know you've got another another time where he completely backed up his wide receivers and fans made fun of him for doing that. So so it's almost like you have to have the perfect answer because you're either going to tick off the fans or you're going to tick off your players. And that line right there is I would have better wide receivers. And then he goes into before that he talked about, you know, injuries kind of go into it. And he said, sometimes it's your quarterback and whatever. But he's talking about from the last 20 years. That's the way I I took it. But I knew as soon as he said it, it's like, uh, be careful because you have some some players in there. Okay, so he's got to be able to take responsibility. But at the same time, and this is a hard line to walk, take responsibility because the facts are that the Ravens have not drafted well at wide receiver. But as you do it, you got to make sure you're not throwing your current wide receivers under the bus. And obviously, Rashad took it that way. But at the same time, as I said, Eric is taking it from that point of view of this is the question that I have to take responsibility of for all this, all the history here of drafting wide receivers. Rashad's coming into it, which I think you know better than I do because you've been all over the strength and conditioning stuff because you've, you know, you've talked to Derek Wolf and all that. He's coming at it from constantly defending himself with his injuries because he hasn't played enough and he's, he's, he's played maybe half of the game since he's been drafted. And so he's constantly going against that narrative that he's injury prone and he's really not it. And so when you've constantly got that, that you're not a good wide receiver and you're injury prone, and then you've got a, a GM who's like, again, coming from it at a different point, a different perspective from the last 20 years, but basically saying, Hey, it, it has part to do with quarterbacks. It has part to do with injuries 
and I would have better receivers if I were better. Like, yeah, if I were right Rashad Bateman, I might take issue with that too because nobody should be throwing each other on a team under the bus. I don't think Eric DaCosta meant to do that, but he should have been he should have been more aware of those words. Um, and but then I think also with Rashad Bateman, like for sure, he's right. You're not playing to the players, at least wide receiver strengths, for sure not, because it's been a run first offense and you have Greg Roman running the show. So that's truth here. I don't know that Eric DeCosti was pointing blame at, at Lamar. I definitely don't think that. And he says, blame the one you let do this. I don't know if he's talking about uh, Eric, Greg Roman or Saunders. So which, which one do you think he's pointing at here? That's where I was going next. I think his energy and his frustrations are being directed at the wrong guy here. You know, Eric was the guy that's in front of the podium at the combine. And yeah, did he, did he choose his words poorly than previously? Yeah, but it was transparent. It was actually refreshing for, I think, a percentage of this fan base. And I'll play some sound from two years ago that was a significantly different change in tune that, that you know, we'll react to in a minute here. But, but yeah, I, th I think you're onto something there. I think that the blame, the one you let do this is, you would think, Greg Roman, which is not Eric's decision, right? That's John Harbaugh's, you would think. And then from a health standpoint, the Steve Saunders, you know, the former strength and conditioning coach, to your point, Steve Saunders, which we'll get to that. Because, you know, look, this thing's titled Firestorm for a reason. Because Rashad's tweet, it created a firestorm. And there was a major trickle-down effect from both past and present Ravens. And I shouldn't say present. Mike Davis is technically not a, a present Raven, but he's a former running back that was just on the team this past year. We'll get to that in a bit. But I think this was taken out of context by Rashad. Let's revisit what Eric said just a, a couple questions prior, right off the top, about Rashad himself. So Rashad is doing really well. Obviously, you know, it was a pretty serious injury. Um, I think we got out ahead of it to a degree. Um, you know, Rashad and the club, we decided to do the surgery. And I think it was probably good that we did it at that point because the injury could have gotten worse. Um, he's doing well. Uh, we text quite a bit. I know he's very, very excited, chomping at the bit to get into the off-season program. We're very excited about him as a player. Can't wait to see what he can do this year. I just think it was taken out of context. I'm guessing, Sarah, that he saw your tweet because it started to make its rounds. He probably doesn't watch the press conferences. I can't imagine many players do. They're enjoying their off-seasons or working out or whatever. And clearly, he, he probably didn't hear the way that the question was even asked. And so I just think it's like, granted, that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't, take EDC off the hook because some of his words were a little harsh uh, and, and you got to play to your wide receipt. You got to play to your players, but it was refreshing in my estimation to hear the way that he held himself and the organization 20 plus years worth of, of organizational decision-making around draft time accountable. Let's go back to a couple of years ago before I get you back in here and, yeah. and hear from Eric, you know, it was the pre-draft press conference in 2021. And this was a little bit different. On wide receivers. You know, I'm aware that there's some fan discontent with our wide receivers and our drafting and all that. I mean, but in, in general, I look at our record and how we win games and how we play football. And I'm proud of the team. I know Coach is proud. I know Joe is proud. 
So we've got some really good young receivers. It's insulting to these guys when they hear that we don't have any receivers. It's quite insulting. I'm insulted by it too, to be honest. So I think we've got some guys that want to show everybody what they can do. We love our team. We love our roster. We've got a lot of really good young football players who care very badly about it. So I can't answer the question about pro bowlers and all that. I mean, if, if, if pro bowlers get voted pro bowlers, they're pro bowlers. But I think we've had a lot of good receivers here over the years that have won big games for us. And uh, I know this, I think Lamar likes our receivers. You know, I think our coaches like our receivers. I think the teammates, the guys in this team like our receivers. And uh, that's my answer to that question. Uh, Sarah, it really is a lose-lose, right? You get that and you get killed by the media. You do what you did yesterday in Indianapolis and you get killed by your players. Yeah, that's the thing is is uh, Eric DeCosta did take a lot of heat for that for that answer uh, from just before the draft, right before he drafted Rashad, actually. Um, he, and it lasted for a long time because then then he then he drafted Rashad and they're like, oh, I thought you were insulted. So is it insulting to get uh, a new receiver in here? And so it's like, in a way, yes, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? I mean, probably the most appropriate answer is like, is it taken on say, look, traditionally, we clearly don't have the best track record. We haven't drafted an all pro guy. We want to turn that around. We're still hoping that some of the guys we have now begins turning that around once they get healthy. You know, Rashad Bateman, you know, we have a lot of faith in. And at the same time, while we're helping, trying to help build him up, we want to continue taking swings. That's probably the middle of the road there to, to go. But really the best answer is just to hit, <laughs> you know, on a wide receiver and get an all pro guy. So, so yeah, I do think that, you know, I think he was trying to maybe, and I'm just, uh, you know, I'm thinking he maybe was trying to correct from what he, he went so strong to bat for his guys the first time that it looked like he was like out of touch with his drafting record and maybe the organization's drafting record. So then he goes the other way and he acknowledges it and he, he wasn't as strong with it, but again, he acknowledged it just with poor wording. Um, so you always got to acknowledge your own weaknesses and then also be like, hey, but the guys that we have, we're hopeful that they're going to help us start turning this around as we keep taking swings. That's probably would have been the best answer. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe he's even thinking yeah. that today as well. And, and yeah. when you're, we, we know when you have a microphone in front of you, and specifically in this case, you got a bunch of eyeballs. He's probably had 20, 30, 40 media members in front of him. It's easier said than done. Here's the Mike Davis reaction kind of um, – Chiming in on this as well, like I referenced a, a couple minutes ago, former Ravens running back, spent some time in Baltimore last year. Uh, he quote tweets the Bleacher Report gridiron, which essentially just has the same screenshot of what I had a minute ago of, of your transcription and, and Rashad's reaction. And Mike writes, I hate to say it or be that guy, but being there, bait is 100% right. Marquise Brown, of course, he, you know, he had to check in. This is a since deleted tweet as well. And by the way, Rashad's has been deleted as well um, since since the time, I think earlier, uh, earlier this morning. Uh, Hollywood comes in and says, let him cook, referring to Rashad Bateman going off. And so uh, quickly, both of those tweets were, were gone. How do you think that that, that was addressed by Ravens PR or Eric himself, just from your perspective, being with the organization for over a decade? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, there's a number of people that, you know, may have reached out to him. I mean, there could have been uh, a PR person that reached out to him that's completely plausible. Uh, I could see a fellow teammate reaching out to him. I mean, there's there's teammates that are just like, yo, we can't do this. E even if you're right, we can't do this out in the public. This isn't a good look for us. 
It could have been EDC because EDC said in his in, in that press conference that he and Rashad had actually been texting a bit. And maybe EDC was like, hey, man, that came out the wrong way. This is not what I meant. And then showed him another, maybe showed him at another clip that he was talking about how excited he was for Rashad. And maybe he was like, listen, I was just trying to take responsibility for for past drafts or stuff like that. Because he not only did he delete it, but he he also tweeted another tweet that said my apologies with you know an emoji of two people hugging you know kind of hugging it out and so um so yeah in, any number of them have, could have could have done that so but again then there's a lot of fans and and here's the thing is it's like what Eric DaCosta said has plenty of merit they have not drafted well what Rashad Bateman has plenty of merit and this is why I, I kind of wonder if they're speaking past each other a little bit Again, I, I is he talking about Steve Saunders? He very well might be, and so many people have other players have come out about Steve Saunders, and they they did let Steve Saunders stay there, and there's been mumbling about him going on for well over a year now, and maybe he's speaking to Greg Roman, and it hasn't been a friendly scheme for wide receivers. So what Rashad Bateman might be, if he's alluding to that, then there's truth to that. And so obviously the Ravens have already corrected those two things, perhaps taking a little too long to, to, to do it. So I don't know who may have reached out to him. I could see all three groups. I'm, I'm sure maybe more than one person reached out. And, and I don't know what he's apologizing for. I doubt that he's apologizing for, for any sentiments that, that of, of, of the strength and conditioning program. And I don't know that he's apologizing for if he's speaking out against the scheme, I don't think he's apologizing for that. Uh, but maybe he's apologizing, and I'd like to hear this from Rashad himself. So this is just me speculating. Maybe he's apologizing for just doing it out in public. And and maybe, again, I think that Eric DeCosta's words were poorly phrased, but maybe he better understood the intent of Eric DeCosta, maybe after speaking to to other people or hearing more from the press conference. I don't know. That's a question that I'd love to be asked of him is what what exactly is he apologizing for? For me, the overarching takeaway of really over all of this is you, you can't be doing this publicly. Yeah. You're under contract. You, they, they spent first round draft capital on you. You haven't been available for two years now down the stretch. Now, is some of that related to Steve Saunders, which we'll get to in a second here for the kind of the second part of this video? Who knows? There's a lot of players who feel that way. But bottom line is he, he, he's he been injury prone now and he's unproven through two NFL years. So if anything, it, it comes across as, dare I say, there's a, a slight little diva in, in Rashad with that tweet. And, you know, and, and, and even, you know, it's interesting too. In the, let's, let me pull the tweet back up because – he almost he doesn't speak for Lamar, but he includes Lamar in this. How about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, Lamar Jackson? So he's not speaking for Lamar, but he's it leads you to believe that does Lamar feel similarly? And you don't want to yeah, go too, and too I don't, far on that's, that. That's that's one of the things that puzzled me a little bit. I, <laughs> the Ravens have bent over backwards to to lift up Lamar um I think maybe there's there's some some criticism of maybe they should have defended him more when he was injured and that's why he wasn't playing um so maybe there's that they didn't like do that for him but otherwise I don't think 
anybody's ever said, oh, it's because I don't think any anybody in the front office has said that the re- receivers haven't succeeded because of Lamar Jackson. Now, in that original quote, he did say it's quarterback dependent, but I don't know that he was, again, calling out Lamar Jackson. I mean, that is true. Wide receiver position is quarterback dependent. I mean, you could be an all-pro, and if you don't have a good quarterback, they won't play well. So I don't know if EDC was saying that in general because he, he started out off saying, hey, I think a lot of people would say wide receiver valuation is 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 difficult. And he may be saying that in part because when you're coming out of college, what if you have a great college quarterback for at least the college level and you perform really well there, but then they get to the NFL and they don't play as well. So I, I just can't figure out what he's saying with, with the number eight part because I can't recall the Ravens throwing Lamar under the bus as, as to why that's why the, why the wide receivers aren't progressing. I, I don't, I don't see that, but, but oh, just to, 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 to say real quick, um, you had said that, um, you use the term injury prone. I will not use that yet for Rashad Bateman because, uh, he was, he has not been injured before coming into the NFL. And sometimes these two things can happen back to back for sure. So I think it's premature to use that, although it is true that he's missed half the games due to injury. And like you said, it could be partly to, to the strength and conditioning program. And if he does have a little diva, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, I, I like a little bit of diva in my wide receivers. Well, like we talked about during the Pittsburgh week with Pickens, that I forget, oh, we talked to, to um, Brooke Pryor from ESPN. And uh, he was kind of in the news at that point, I can remember. And, and we both, we all agreed. Yeah, we do like a, a little bit of diva. But don't we like a diva when it comes to like, and I guess this is where, maybe this is where it stems from. He wants the ball. He wants to be more involved. He thinks he can help them win. But to me, it came across as more like, you know, pity me. I, I don't know. I, I just, to me, it was um, weird timing too, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's all been building. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of this yeah. has been building. And and for him to to kind of hop on this after all these changes were made too, they let Steve Saunders right. go, they let right. Greg Roman go. This organization is is supposedly you know going in the right direction. It's a new era offensive scheme wise, and so to me the timing was just a little. Clearly he's got a he's got a bad taste in his mouth. You know he's maybe he's a little bitter about how his first two years. Well, clearly he's he's a little bitter based on how his two years um, you know have gone so far in the NFL, and he hears the noise, and and ultimately he he reacted emotionally. So. I think that kind of is a perfect segue into the second part of this video, unless you wanted to get something in first. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I was just going to say, because we were talking about not doing this publicly, if the Ravens weren't listening, listening internally, then I can see more of an argument to go public with it. But as you said, the changes have already been made. I just think he's he's in a in a defensive mode right now and and uh because of all the noise that are that is directed at him i mean there he's got his supporters for sure but i mean if you go to like his twitter comments like it's like doesn't matter what he says there's the trolls out there who are like you can't stay healthy you're this and that da 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 and so it's like he's in a defensive mode and like we said though the way eric DaCosta worded it he gave him ammunition by the way he worded it but listen i mean he already hugged it out with emojis and i imagine that's happening inside and Bobby, I said this to you offline. Listen, this is a massive offseason. This all feels like it's boiling because you have the Lamar Jackson contract that's going on. NFLPA is definitely stirring the pot a little bit there. Then you've got the strength and conditioning, which we're getting to now, to the to the NFLPA stuff. And then you've got all these players talking about how, how it's hurt their careers. And then you've got Rashad Bateman. So you have to take all this in and it's like, oh man, things do not look good for the Ravens right now. There's just too much coming from every side. And so there's something to that coming from every side. But I'll say this, it'll all go away if they win. <laughs> this offseason will all be for naught if Rashad stays healthy and has a great year. It'll all be for naught if they if they get a deal done with Lamar Jackson, it'll all be for not if Steve Saunders is gone and they start winning. You know what I mean? It'll all be gone, but they have to turn it around or else it's going to be compounded. Most things can be swept underneath the rug when winning is involved. So <laughs> we'll see if that comes to fruition in Baltimore. But we did cover this a little bit in our reaction to the NFL Combine press conferences, but it warrants repeat because of everything, and especially the second half of Rashad's tweet about his health. So uh, the NFL Players Association released its first ever team report cards based on surveying roughly 1,300 players. The eight categories that players were asked to grade their teams on were the following, treatment of families, uh, good good, good food. Service. Foot. She, he's his uh, his autocorrect got me last night and it got me again. It's food <laughs> service and nutrition. It, he had Tom has it. Tom Pelissero has it down as good serve. Okay, it's <laughs> it's 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 food service and nutrition. Thank you. Weight room, strength coaches, training room, training staff, locker room, and team travel. Those are the eight categories. And as we discussed, the the three areas that were really kind of highlighted in this were for, for the Ravens were weight room, strength coaches, and training room, where they went C plus, F minus, and C, respectively, which ranked tied for 22nd, dead last, and 21st league-wide, respectively. So uh, clearly the strength coaches specifically here with an F minus is quite the indictment on on what Steve Saunders had built in his strength and conditioning regiment over his years. And uh, clearly, as we'll get to in a second here, there was uh, quite a bit of, of reaction from players past and present, including Rashad. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, this is what we're all talking about, right? And this is part of the firestorm that we'll get to. I mean, it, it just is like, 
more and more and more and more players are coming out to to complain about that. And uh, all the rest of this stuff is is super easily fixable. I mean, the training room, the reason why the, the locker room has an A is because they just put a massive amount of money in re, uh, redoing that. It's a beautiful, gorgeous training room. The weight room, I think, is gorgeous. I've been in there many times. It's it's phenomenal. It's But maybe maybe other teams, since the Ravens have built it, have made their weight rooms even better. So, you know, that's, you know, you can fix that pretty easily. Treatment of families, if you read more into it, they, a big ding that they took there was having a family waiting area after the game, easily fixable because everything else, players, I've worked there, seeing the praises of how they treat, treat families, it's it's really top-notch. So so those are all easily fixable. Strength coaches, man, that's that's going to be a reputation you have to overcome. And even though they've 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 uh, moved on from Steve Saunders, okay, great, you got rid of what seems to be the root of the problem. But now you got to like now you can't just be that you get rid of it. It's that you got to to build that reputation back up. Which you know is interesting because they're promoting within his assistant is now taking over the regiment. So it's like, okay, is this going to be a, a revamp or is this going to be like you know kind of like passing down some of his principles and you know, philosophies, because that's that's not going to fly. <laughs> Clearly, we're about to see right. some reaction here. And what's so ironic about this, and I'm not going to add a respect to him and his privacy, I'm not going to read this uh, word for word, but but our guy, Kadri Ismail, just texted me, and let's just say he is he's very pleased that the Steve Saunders era in Baltimore has ended. So if we can get his, uh, you know, get his his thumbs up, maybe, maybe we'll have him on to kind of, next week to sort of you know dive into to why because he's dedicated as you as we both know he's dedicated his post-playing career to uh, really just the, the the science behind strength training and uh, I found it to be really fascinating and some of the I know you you know we've now both worked with him extensively and he's always um, given me great nuggets on the balance and the plyometrics and just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak on this because I really don't know a ton on it but uh, I'm really curious to get his take on this. Yeah, he's definitely been critical of that program for for quite a while now, and he is a he is a, a training coach. So you know he doesn't speak from a place of ignorance. He definitely has. I mean, that's his job. That's his profession. That's his career. And uh, and I said to him, I'm like, dude, you have John Harbaugh's number. You got you're in the building quite a bit. Why aren't you saying something to him? And he's like, oh, let's, that was like a while ago that I said that. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe I will, maybe I will, or whatever. So, um, yeah, maybe it'd be great did. to get him back on. Yeah. Maybe he did. Let's get to some of the reaction from this survey results. And, of course, Derek Wolf, who we have discussed at length in recent months because of that interview that he and I did on, on his radio station. He's now working for 104.3 The Fan in Denver the week of the Broncos game. You know, there was a, a ton there, and he, and he basically, without re referring to Steve himself, Steve Saunders by name, he said that he, you know, he was one of the main central reasons why he had to retire early. Derek hopped on this and said, told you the Ravens' strength staff was garbage. By the way, 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL gave their strength coaches fairly positive reviews, according to the survey. Baltimore was one of the two teams that fell well below the rest, and they were even significantly below the second worst team. Okay, so he knew that's, Derek was. That's a problem, Bobby. That's a problem. That's a major, major <laughs> yeah. problem. And uh, Carl Davis Jr. checks in on the survey. He says, I was definitely a victim of the strength coaches, two labrums and multiple pectoral strains. And then back to the Rashad Bateman conversation here. Brent Law25 on Twitter tweeted, uh, it was quote tweeted, 
of of a Quincy Abba, Abba I knew I was going to screw this up. I looked it up too prior. Quincy Attaboy Joe. Yeah, Attaboy. Yeah, you we'll got. Get to- <laughs> <laughs> That's how I we'll always remember to- it. Attaboy, Attaboy. Yeah. Yeah. Quincy yeah. has a thread that we'll get to in a second here, but uh, Brett Law quote tweeted that thread and said, kind of like Rashad Bateman, the dude was healthy in college and comes to Baltimore and hasn't finished a season yet. Rashad retweeted that earlier today on March the 2nd. Now we'll get to Quincy's, but before we do, Matthew Judon, former Raven who went on to have a ton of success in New England, still is a Patriot. Uh, he, he quote tweeted Bam Bradley's tweet about uh, being five months post ACL, unsuccessfully doing the same leg workouts as people with healthy knees. It never sits right with me. It ruined me. And Judon quotes that and said, you know, he'd been he'd been telling the organization to fire Steve Saunders. Okay. Real quick, just, real quick yeah. just just real quick. Bam Bradley uh, was an undrafted uh, linebacker that made was one of the few that made the 53 man rosters. And then, yeah, he 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 hurt his ACL, I think, like early in the season, week two or three. And and yeah, never really quite came back and and ended up getting uh, released by the team. So just just some information there on who Bam Bradley yeah. is, if you didn't know. And yeah. Quincy Adeboyjo was was a wide receiver here for a while too. Undrafted as well. So both yeah. of these guys, just for context purposes, were undrafted. Had cups of coffee in Baltimore. But here's his thread. Uh, Quincy wrote, "Definitely ruined my career. Three year season, three season ending injuries in a row." After being healthy my entire career prior, rookie year training camp, I suffered the same knee injury Lamar had this year, which was the PCL sprain. I was forced to practice three days later because I was a quote bubble guy. They cared less about treating me. Went on to say that year two, we went through a, a full week of offseason training with the team just for a surprise text the day before rookie minicamp saying they wanted me to participate. 15 minutes into practice, I tear my quad completely off the bone. Everything went downhill from there. Let's just say this is this is probably to me the most interesting part of it, the, the kind of the the nuance and, and what's happening internally, perhaps. Let's just say it's never good when the training room and strength coaches aren't on the same page. They didn't like each other and it showed. Huge disconnect between the two, which led to multiple injuries for a lot of guys. And he finished all of this with no hard feelings, though. I still love Harbs and the organization as a whole. Revealing. Yeah, man. I mean, it's tough. I mean, when you have this many people, this many players saying something, there's obviously, uh, you can't just brush all this off. You can't, you can't just brush it off and try to be like, ah, you know, not that big of a deal. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And listening to Quincy's story, I mean, you, uh, you, you know, you feel bad for him. And so, uh, it just, it makes, it makes you wonder, yeah, why it took so long, why it took so long to move on for Steve Saunders. Let's, I mean, let's say that like, not all of this is true. Maybe there's the, the inherent, like everybody has different, it's a, you know, different versions of a story and have different perspectives and I can, you know, leave room for all of that. But it just, it's crazy that you have this many guys saying stuff, this many guys and and it's been a problem for a while. And so it's just like, why did it take John Harbaugh so long? For those that don't think that we, you know, criticize John Harbaugh, I do wonder that. And I do wonder if somebody's gonna ask somebody's gotta ask John this now that this is uh this this survey's out, all these players are talking about it. Okay, good. It looks like you've done the right thing by moving on from Steve Saunders. What took so long? 
That is a question that I think needs to be asked to John Harbaugh. One more tweet, too, from Marquise Brown. A fan tweeted at him, uh, you know, basically saying, you know, you out in Steve Saunders, too, right now. And Marquise writes, I'm going to mind my business. I'll take accountability over my own body. And that, of course, came after the since-deleted tweet saying Rashad can cook. So lots of reaction, lots of uh, – I mean, it's troubling. You know, it's troubling in a lot of ways, and, and clearly – you know, if, if players that are outside the organization that were with the team as recently as quite literally the end of the year feel this way, you'd have to think that there's some similar sentiments uh, internally, too, because of Rashad Bateman's thoughts. So um, you hope that that things are, are going in the right direction. Like I said, you know, 10 minutes or so ago, you know, decisions have been made. Hopefully a lot of this has been, you know, taken care of and the page is starting to be turned. You know, they've. They've made a lot of changes. We know how pivotal this offseason is. And you hope that, uh, you know, it, it's fixable on the fly. Because if Lamar Jackson is on this team, I think we can all agree, you know, that they're built for, um, you know, to be Super Bowl caliber year in and year out. Yep, 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 yep. So it'll – I'm trying to think of the next time we're going to hear from Ravens Brass. I know they'll have the early in April – uh, press conference for for the the quote unquote liars luncheon that's always in the beginning of April. Uh, maybe maybe if there's a uh, signing for a quarterback, there will be a press conference. Uh, but other than that, I'm trying to think. Unless there's like a huge signing, we're not going to hear from these guys until till April. So, uh, but but this question will be be waiting for them once they're back at the podium. As always, if you're interested in supporting us and you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to our channel for daily Ravens content. This is, of course, what we do when opportunities arise, instant reactions. So hope you enjoyed it. And a couple other things, too. Like the video, which allows us to kind of be discovered by other Ravens fans. You can also hit the little bell notification so you can get uh, push notifications when we drop our content, which is 5 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And then also, again, when when these types of things arise, if you like audio only versions of, of shows, we're available wherever you get your podcasts in audio only form. And we just recently launched a Patreon account. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. Bunch of different opportunities to get more involved with us and uh, even maybe sponsor a show we, we offer that you can uh, sign up to be a mailbag patron who gets to ask a, a monthly question that we do in our in our monthly mailbag episode so we're still ironing things out sarah we haven't even been going a year strong yet but we feel like we're you know we're excited about what we're building and and obviously now that march is here and the franchise tag deadline window is is coming up here on the 7th and then the new league year begins the 15th and then you know, free agency begins and, and the draft follows that we're going to have, there's no shortage of content on this channel. And, and that's certainly a commitment that we are uh, all in on. That's right. Just keep grinding. That's right. So you can go back to doing what you were doing uh, as a mother of four. And I'm not sure what that was, but you were definitely in the middle of errands and doing mom duties. I'm down here, as you could probably tell, by the way, in Orlando for the annual uh, guys golf tournament that uh, I go to with my cousins so, I mean, maybe talk to you tomorrow. Let's see what happens, right? <laughs> I like, I mean, goodness gracious. If so, I'm going to be literally on Bay Hill, for those of you who follow golf, Arnold Palmer Invitational. So, technically, 
I'll bring my AirPods. And if we need to go instant from the fairway, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> I like the commitment. I like the commitment. Who knows what's going to happen when, when the entire NFL world is down at Indy, there's going to be news constantly coming out. So, uh, and we won't really get to college prospects. Most of the, the workouts happen towards the end of the week and over the weekend. So we'll probably, you know, our Monday morning vault will have a good summary of, of some of the highlights of the workouts that might be more pertinent to uh, the Ravens draft, drafting process. For sure, because I saw just a little little teaser on that. I saw that Anthony Richardson is set to meet with the Ravens at some point, uh, the Florida quarterback. So that's not the only QB they're going to probably try to meet with while they're in Indianapolis. So uh, I know it's not the QB that you want to hear about, but that that is uh, the reality of the situation right now. So anyway, for my co-host, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this instant reaction episode after Rashad Bateman caused me to miss part of my vacation and caused Sarah to basically stop what she was doing out there in uh, in Columbus. So with that, as always, thanks so much for being with us inside the vault. Yeah.